in this service tonight. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The title of this message is July the 4th. I don't know. I put freedom. Freedom. July the 4th. Amen. It's all of that and then some. You know, I've, we've talked about ministering along the lines of prayer and how prayer is the, is the foundation and the lifeblood of this church, how this church was founded on prayer, how this church is sustained in prayer. And, uh, but it's the same way with our nation. Our nation was founded mm-hmm. on prayer. Our nation is sustained by prayer. And uh, we must pray for our nation. Uh, The only answer to our nation is God. The only answer to our nation is God. And you see all the things that kind of are going on in our nation and all the, man, the hatred and the bitterness and the, you know, I I don't like to watch the news because it can almost come out of that that screen and jump on you but all that stuff and you think you know what's if you watch it too much you think what's the answer you know all of this in the natural is bigger than we are but none of it is bigger than God none of it is bigger than God and prayer is our key to the supernatural to the supernatural power of God prayer is our key that's why we must pray 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people, hallelujah, aren't you thankful you're a child of God tonight? You're an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. And the next verse says, his eyes will be attent and his ears open to the prayer that is made in this place. Glory to God. 2 Samuel 24, 25. 2 Samuel 24, 25. As a matter of fact, that's the last verse in the book of 2 Samuel. David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord was entreated for the land and the plague was stayed from Israel. God hears prayer. God hears prayer for a nation. He was entreated for the land. He, in, in one version says, he was moved by the prayer for that land. God was moved by the prayer for that land. Our prayers make a difference. Therefore, we must pray, and we must pray for our nation. Hallelujah. It's been said that the responsibility of a, for a nation belongs on the shoulders of born-again believers. Hallelujah, because through prayer, we've been given a more higher form. We've been given a power that the world doesn't understand. The world can't even receive it. Our prayers are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. It's our prayers, not whatever people that don't know Jesus, however they pray, whatever. It's not the prayers of a dead religion that can change what is going on in our nations. Our nation, we have the power to change what's going on in our nation. Zechariah 4, 6, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by God's Spirit, saith the Lord. So, we must pray. 
We've got the supernatural power. We've got the whole armor of God. He's given us his name. He's given us his word. He's given us his, the blood. My goodness. Hallelujah. So we need to take that authority and use it and take our nation back through prayer. You know, this is the believer's nation. This is our nation. I said this is our nation. Everywhere the soles of our foot walk, it's ours. And this nation is ours. Hallelujah. You know, I know some people think, well, how, my prayers really can't make a difference. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's time to realize how important prayer is for our nation, not only in our, in our nation, but in our own lives too, but certainly in our nation. We as the church are the ones that have the responsibility for this nation. And it's our prayers that will change what is happening. Let me give you a couple of quotes. John Wesley. John Wesley said, God does nothing but by prayer and everything with prayer. You say, well, why, is, why are things going on like they're going on? Well, how much do we pray? Ask yourself that. How much do you pray? I ask myself that all the time. Hallelujah. You know, that's the one thing that Billy Graham said at the end of his life. It, they said, what one thing would you do if you had to do it all over again? And Billy Graham said, I would pray more. Amen. That's what he said. Amen. Andrew Murray said, Beware in your prayers above everything else of limiting God. You know, we don't, we don't need to pray small prayers. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Charles Finney said, Definite prayers bring definite results. There's a pastor in Fort Worth, Texas named Bob Nichols that says, There is a way when you pray and you will see more when you pray more. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere with this tonight. It's not. Amen. James 5. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. Thank you, Jesus. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Elijah prayed and brought revival to an entire nation. You know... Elijah was a man just like us. He had the same temptations. He had flaws just like all of us had. He was just a, a man that dared to believe God and actually would take the time to pray. He prayed. He was a man. The Bible says he was a man just like us. But he got supernatural results because he prayed. He got supernatural results, and we can get supernatural results when we pray too. Hallelujah. He prayed and brought revival to an entire nation. It changed the nation. The whole nation. The whole nation had gone to idolatry. The whole nation was Baal worship. And he prayed, and God turned that nation around. America's not too big for God, no matter what you see on TV. 
I said America is not too big for God. Antifa is not too big for God. It's not. It's not too big for God. Brother Charlie? Yes, sir. Prayer is so powerful. And as you're speaking, I thought I heard the Holy Ghost say, Dr. Vaughn needs prayer in Africa right now. Right now? I tried to put it off to the end of the service, but I could not get away from the still small voice. Hallelujah. Let's, let's pray for her right now. Hallelujah. We covered Dr. Vaughn with for protection, for provision, yes, for favor, for the anointing, for the power of God to be released through her words, through her life. The angels, we 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 declare the angels of God encamp round about her to protect yes, her. Yes, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Lord, we stand in agreement for her right now in this moment. In, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, O oh God. Amen. Everybody agree, say amen. Amen. I'm sorry. No, hey, that's good. We prayed for her during our prayer time before the service, but we prayed again. That's what the, we just read it. He prayed again. Holy Ghost said now. Now's the time. Yeah. Hey, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hezekiah prayed. Amen. Hezekiah prayed. And you know what it says? He said they prayed because they wanted all the kingdoms of the earth to know that God is the God of heaven and earth. That God is God. Hallelujah. And God heard his words and delivered them. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat prayed. All these nations were coming against Israel, and Jehoshaphat prayed. And he said, we have no might against all these others. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And God delivered them. And you can go on and on through the Bible. You can go to Ziklag and David and Gideon, and it goes on and on. The very moral fiber of our nation is at stake. It has been at stake, and it is at stake. And, you know, the question was asked, can these bones live again? Can this nation once again be a nation of God? Can we see this nation turn around? Can we see it turn around from all the debauchery that you see everywhere you go, when you turn on TV, even on the commercials? Can this nation once again turn to God? Hallelujah. Can the lying go away? Can the immorality go away? Can, can this nation serve God again? And the answer is absolutely yes. It can. And you say how? God will, this is how. Here's, the re here's how. God will respond to a praying people. God will respond to a praying people. God can breathe life back into our nation. He will respond, though, to a praying people. Jeremiah 33.3 is as real now as it ever was. Call upon me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you haven't even seen yet. God hears and answers prayer. 
Why does God respond to a praying people? So all the world will know that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah to the glory of God the Father. God wants to show himself strong, ladies and gentlemen. He wants to show himself strong, and he does that through the prayer of the church, through the prayers of the saints. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So what are the th some of the things that God can do when we pray? Well, when we pray, God can raise up a righteous ruler. He did that with Joseph. Joseph's hanging out in prison. That's, a, that's pretty good for doing nothing, for being a righteous man, for not taking advantage of a situation. He did the right thing, and he gets thrown in the slammer. You know, and it's like it's bad enough to be in there when you know you've done something wrong, but when you know you haven't done anything wrong, and it's like, Jesus. But he kept a good attitude. When we pray, God can raise up a deliverer. He did that. Can you imagine how bad it was in Egypt? Man, you know, they, they killed children. They, they, they were killing children too. Egypt was. But God raised up a deliverer, Moses. And he did signs, wonders, and miracles. God still can do signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles haven't passed away. Hallelujah. God can raise up a man of excellence like Daniel in the midst of all kinds of debauchery. Amen. Those that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Hallelujah. God can take a cupbearer. How, do you, how would you like to be, you know, Nehemiah did not know the end of the story. You know, now there's a book with his name on it. But he was a cup bearer. He held the cup. That's what he did. He, God took a cup bearer to restore a nation. Hallelujah. God raised up a shepherd, David, sitting on the backside of a desert or wherever he was with the few sheep. You know, God can do it. What? seems impossible with man is possible with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God can do it. So, with all that said, our nation was given birth by Christianity. Christianity gave birth to our nation, the United States of America. This nation was born, ladies and gentlemen, hear me, on this July 4th Eve, this nation was born in answer to prayer. Wow. God established the United States of America because people all over the world started crying out to God for a place where they could worship Jesus in spirit and in truth. That's why this nation was formed. God answered those prayers by sending the first people over here, this, the first band of believers on a little ship called the Mayflower. They were on that ship for over two months in this little boat that could only seat, uh, you know, you only had 130, 140 people on that ship. And that was as big as it was. Can you imagine crossing the Atlantic in a little boat like that? Man, woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. There were 102 passengers on the Mayflower, 30 crew members, and they were at sea for 65 days. And those believers, before they got on that ship, listen to this now, 
Those believers entered into a covenant with God in the name of Jesus and by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ before they came over here. And that cover, covenant that they entered into is called the Mayflower Compact. An excerpt from the Mayflower Compact reads, In the name of God, having undertaken for the glory of God and for the advancement of the Christian faith, oh my, oh my, and the honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia, covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body po politic for our better. They made a covenant with God before they came over here. Then, listen to this, then when they arrived here in America and they found a, a har safe harbor and they got to land, the first thing they did, okay, before they left, the first thing they did was make a covenant with God and when they landed, the first thing they did, they came up to land and they all hit their knees and they thanked God for this land. They prayed before they took off and came here and they prayed when they got here. Ladies and gentlemen, this land was founded on prayer to Almighty God in the name of Jesus. Gee. They prayed before they came to America. They prayed when they arrived in America. Hallelujah. And th these people, these people, most of them were educated and affluent people. They'd refused the, they refused to bow the knee to the king that said, you're going to do it this way. They said, no, we're going to worship God in spirit and in truth. They came to America to freely worship God and build a new life based on the word of God in this new world. And so they came. And because they came to establish, now listen, follow this. Because they came to establish God's covenant and to give God glory, God pr prospered the land and the people. They came here and they put God first when they came here. They put God first place. And so God prospered them and prospered the land. Then they came to put God first place, to worship God in spirit and truth. So God prospered them. And then you know what happened. And then people began hearing that there was prosperity here. They thought there was prosperity here because of the people that came here. But that's not the reason there was prosperity here. There was prosperity here because people put God first place in their lives over here. But people didn't know that, so they started, getting, they started hearing about the prosperity in America. And when, uh, upon hearing about the prosperity in, in America, it, didn't, it wasn't long. I mean, it was just almost immediately. Other people started coming, but they weren't coming for the right reason. They were coming for the prosperity. They weren't coming for God. And so the nation began to backslide because people were coming here for the prosperity and not for God. But God's people prayed. God's people prayed and God answered those prayers 
with the Great Awakening. The devil hated the idea of people coming to America and God giving them freedom to worship God. He would have destroyed this nation if he could have, but he couldn't do it then, and ladies and gentlemen, the devil can't destroy this nation now either. He didn't do it then, and he can't do it now. He was stopped by the prayers of God's people. He was stopped by the prayers of God's people. Then after the Great Awakening came the Revolutionary War, shot heard around the world. An excerpt uh, and, uh, from David Barton's ministry. I, I, I study a lot of David Barton's material and uh, uh, Dr. Eddie Hyatt, he's got some really good things too on, on our nation and our founding fathers and some of that is, is in here and I quote some of that also. But David Barton's ministry, he, he has a midnight ride to Lexington. He said on April 19, 1775 begins one of the most famous stories in American history. It was also the beginning of the American Revolution. And it was about Paul Revere, and he set out to, to warn the militias in Massachusetts that the British troops were coming. Something that God spoke to me on that front row, and I, I meant to share this before I started, but you know, I don't know if you've ever driven through New England, but of course it's beautiful up there with the hills and the maple trees and all the stuff. But it, it's beautiful. But I, Lori and I drove through there one time, and... Uh, uh, Lori said, you don't ever have to doubt. If you, if you want to find out the, the base, the, what the founding of our nation is, just drive through New England because every town you come to in New England, in the very center of town, there's not a courthouse. There's not a, there's not a, a business. There's not a bank. In the center of every town, there is a church. There is a Christian church. There is no doubt I mean, the church was the center of everything for these people that came to our land. So, David talks, talks about, David Barton talks about how Paul Revere, and they were going through uh, Massachusetts uh, warning uh, the, that the British troops were coming. And this is interesting, just like today. You know why the British troops were coming? They were sent to Concord to confiscate the weapons. Hadn't changed, has it? They were sent to Concord to confiscate the weapons of the people that lived there. And to bring back the bodies of John Hancock and John Adams. They didn't like them. Paul Revere went to the home of Reverend. Now, you say, well, what about the church? Okay. Paul Revere went to the home of the Reverend Jonas Clark in Lexington where Hancock and Adams were staying and Revere told them of the British plans to attack Concord. There were two others with Revere. They take off, headed to Concord, warning people. Uh, Revere and one of the others gets caught by the British and there was another one that, got, that made it all the way to Concord. Meanwhile in Lexington, Reverend Clark, Reverend Clark, Reverend Clark rounded up most of the men from his church and they were ready and they were armed. Hallelujah. 
On the morning of April 19, 1775, 77 Americans would face about 800 British troops. The gunfire started, and when the smoke cleared, 18 Americans lay wounded or dead. They couldn't stop the British, but they slowed them down enough for Reverend William Emerson. It's all about the church. It's all about the clergy. Reverend William Emerson and 400 American patriots to be ready and waiting for the British troops. David Barton wrote, as we remember the events of this week and the liberties they eventually produced, let's also remember the responsibility those events place upon us. John Adams said, in a quote, posterity, you will never know, this is strong, you will never know how much it costs the present generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make good use of it. If you do not, I shall repent in heaven that I ever took half the pains to preserve it. Wow. Some of the greatest patriots in American history, in America's history, went to war trusting in the Lord and experienced God's preservation. They subdued kingdoms and they fought against the enemies of our nation. We are free today because of men who fought for this country and knew how to trust God in the midst of war. Prayer played a major role in the Revolutionary War. George Washington and Benjamin Franklin, in a call for prayer, called on the Father of Lights to illuminate our understanding. Listen to this. During the war, Congress issued no less than 15 separate calls for special days of prayer and fasting during the Revolutionary War. Isn't that awesome? Amen. During the fall of, 19, of, 19, of 1776, when the morale of the army and the populace had sunk because of poor, of poor harvest and a hardship on the battlefield, Congress proclaimed on December 11, 1776, a day of fasting and repentance. And you know what happened? The United States then won the Revolutionary War, and as a result, the gospel has been spread all over the world for 250-some-odd years now. Hallelujah. Almost 250 years. But it was the prayers that were prayed that turned everything around. Wow. And we're not talking about a lot of people. We're talking about the, the churches that were there at that time. It was the prayers that were prayed that turned everything around. After the war, Congress issued a proclamation saying that it has pleased Almighty, Almighty God, the Father of mercies, remarkably to assist and support the United States of America in their important struggle for liberty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Congress listed some of the miracles. I'm going to give you about two or three miracles that Congress recognized, the United States Congress recognized. It was reported that there was a great abundance of fruits of the earth of every kind which enabled them to supply the needs of the army and to all. Then there was the miracle at Long Island. I love this. Anybody heard about this one? This, yeah, this is cool. I'm sure you have, Debbie, yeah, yeah. 
the British general saw an opportunity to trap the colonial force on Long Island. There were 12,000 colonial forces, or uh, there were 12,000 colonials led by George Washington, and the British had over 24,000 troops, over twice as much. George Washington found out about the plan, and he knew that the British had retired that night to go to bed, and they were going to wake up, and the first thing in the morning, they were going to attack. So Washington had a plan to evacuate all his troops and the equipment across the East River to Manhattan. So throughout the night, he was moving troops and equipment, but he realized there was no way that they could get everyone across before dawn. So they prayed. Just before dawn, there was an answer to prayer. A heavy fog rolled in. Oh, man. There's a sound in the mulberry trees, amen? A heavy fog rolled in. The kind of fog that you can't see your hand in front of your face. So the colonists just kept crossing the river while the British stayed waiting for the fog to clear. All the colonists and all their equipment crossed the river by noon, and then the fog lifted. The British were amazed to see that the colonial army had disappeared into thin air, and the Americans gave thanks to Almighty God. I think we ought to praise God for that. Amen. Woo! Washington had a knowledge of the land and of the Indians, the Native Americans, and it was because he was younger in his 20s, he worked as a surveyor of wilderness territory. It was then, before the war, uh, that Washington was recruited by the British when they were fighting the Native Americans. He was an aide to General Braddock in the French and Indian War. And let's see, what is, as their army was traveling across the country, Washington tried to get Braddock to, to travel through the wilderness instead of out in the open. He didn't take Washington's advice, and they were ambushed by about a thousand Native Americans. Braddock was wounded, so Washington took charge. In the midst of this fight, Washington rode back and forth through the bullets, shouting orders and giving directions of an orderly retreat. Many were killed. Putting his own life in danger, Washington rescued hundreds of the wounded and dying, placing them in wagons. During the fight, two horses were shot out from under General Wash or George Washington, and his clothes were shredded by the bullets. Miraculously, Washington was untouched by any bullet and gave glory to God. Amen. Gave glory to God, saying, I was saved by the miraculous care of providence, the care and guidance of God that saved me beyond human expectation. Just a little bit more. Dr. Eddie Hyatt in his book uh, titled Pilgrims and Patriots, he talks about the Revolutionary War that was a war of it for independence. And he said, uh, of course, they were all willing to die for the cause, to be free from oppression from Great Britain. And even though the war was over. After a lot of prayer and debate, the delegates of the Continental Congress, the first, 
Congress decided it was time to declare the independence of the American colonies. Thomas Jefferson was chose to, to uh, write the Declaration of Independence and he, he formed a committee with a couple of other guys, Benjamin Franklin being one of them. And uh, the, the Declaration of Independence was first read publicly on July the 4th, 1776. And uh, the Declaration of Independence Hallelujah. You know the Declaration of Independence, you know what it does. It recognizes, it only recognizes rights that were given to us by God. It recognizes God's rights that were given to us by God. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and are endowed by their Creator with certain and inalienable rights such as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. The writers of the Declaration of Independence said that government did not exist. Listen to this. Wow. Have we come? Wow. The writers of the Declaration of Independence said that government did not exist to give or take away rights, but to protect those rights already given to people by God. Wow. There was one clergyman that signed the Declaration of Independence, Jonathan Witherspoon. He was a Presbyterian minister and president of the College of New Jersey, which is now Princeton University. He believed that God would bring good out of all and any evil of that day. All the writers of the Declaration of Independence believed the same thing. The final paragraph of the Declaration said that their trust is in God for His providential protection and support in what they were doing. It reads, and for the support of this Declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortune, and our sacred honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, of course, uh, the Revolutionary War was won, and the Founding Fathers had a saying about George Washington, first in war, first in peace, and first in the hearts of his countrymen. So they convinced him to serve as president for two terms. And uh, hallelujah. George Washington on his farewell address said that Christianity and morality are indispensable for political prosperity. He warned the nation saying that more, that Morality cannot be sustained without Christianity. Hallelujah. He warned against any attempt, listen to this, he warned against any attempt to separate God from the state. Say that again. He warned, George Washington warned against any attempt to separate God from the state. That is against trying to secularize, secularize the American political system. 
Hallelujah. Shibaroba sakarabasa. Hallelujah. Our forefathers fought for liberty to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. They fought for a nation that, to be founded on biblical principles. They fought for principles of faith and political freedom. They fought for a moral government and for and for and by the people. They fought for liberty in the pulpits. They fought for revival. They fought for worldwide harvest. They fought for one nation under God. Hallelujah. And we've been given the weapons to keep our nation strong. We've been given the whole armor of God. We've been given the name, the word, and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we must pray. And if we pray, God can change our nation. I said if we pray, the church prays, God can change our nation. Our nation is not too hard for God. Our elections are not too hard for God. Our borders are not too hard for God. Our Supreme Court, our school systems are not too hard for God. But we must pray. The same things our forefathers fought, fought for, we must fight for. We must pray for the freedom to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lori, come lead us in prayer right now. Come on, let's all lift our voices. Let's pray for our nation. On a July the 3rd, let's pray for our nation. Hallelujah. They look for a city which had foundations. Hallelujah. Whose builder and maker is God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We know that true liberty and truth, God, only comes through Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Oh, I thank you, God. Pray for your nation. I thank you, God. Pray for your nation. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. You've raised and you're raising up men and women today with that same spirit, God, that are willing to stand up for this nation, this nation, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Father, we just thank you for your grace from sea to shining sea. God. We thank you, God, for your hand upon this land, God, because you remember, God, the blood that was shed for this nation, God, the blood that was shed on this land, God, for this nation to be free, free from oppression, free from evil, God. Father, we just thank you for the price that was paid, yes. and God, I thank you, God. There is a memorial up before you this day, God, because you've heard 
the prayers. Hallelujah. You have those prayers. You remember every prayer that has ever been prayed for this nation, God. And I thank you, God. We declare let freedom ring. Hallelujah. From coast to coast. And God, let it ring all the way around the world. God, I thank you. This nation is a sign and a wonder to the nations of the world. Hallelujah. I thank you, God. There are people watching. There are nations watching. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for our president. We thank you, God, for a man with courage, a man with faith that you have raised up for this hour, God, to take this nation back, God, to take it back, God, to that moral foundation, God, where Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you that you're working in our nation, God. I thank you just like Pastor Vicki said a couple of Sunday nights ago. God, the waters are moving. The waters are moving. The Spirit of God is moving in our land again. Hallelujah. God, I thank you that righteousness is rising to the top, God. Righteousness, God. God, I thank you, God. We thank, we take back our land in the name of Jesus. And by the blood of Jesus Christ, we take back our schools in the name of Jesus. Truth will reign again in our schools. Truth will reign again in our judicial system. Truth will reign again in our government, God, at every level. God, what is truth? Thy word is truth. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. The word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ has free course in our land, has free course in our nation in the name of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus and no devil in hell can stop it. No devil in hell can hinder it. No spirit of antichrist can stop it in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you, God, for courage in the body of Christ to speak your word. Courage and faith in the body of Christ to pray and to see in the spirit. Hallelujah. By the spirit of God to see and to speak the oracles of God in this land. God, we declare thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in our nation again from sea to shining sea. God, let freedom ring. Let freedom ring again. And that freedom is only in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice and begin to praise God for that. Come on, begin to thank God for this nation right now. Begin to give Him praise for the freedoms we enjoy right now. Come on, stand to your feet and give God praise. Give God praise for this great land. Give God praise. Hallelujah. We give you praise, oh God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord, for this great nation. God. Now we pray for July the 4th. We pray for tomorrow. God, we thank you for a peaceful celebration. We pray, we speak peace to this nation. We say, peace be still in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for your hand of blessing upon this nation for good. And we give you the glory, honor, and praise for it. Amen and amen. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap of praise one more time. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, God bless everyone for being here on a July the 3rd. Have a very safe and happy...